All right, guys, I know that I'm late with this. I deeply apologize from the bottom of my heart, but it wasn't going to be the best that it could be. So in this week's episode of Catch Up With Clay, I'm going to tell you why it is that this podcast came out a few hours late. We're going to talk about the power of ego versus soul. That's really the main theme of this podcast is the power of ego versus soul. I pull out stories from my past week, and I'm going to explain to you how two different stories of me pushing through pain and struggle resulted in, well, me delaying this podcast and then the other one finding me deeper place of enlightenment. And then on top of that, as you could probably see, I saw the greatest, the greatest emo band of all time in concert and why and what that means for you. So with that being said, Conscious Monkeys, let's jump into the show. Traveling to consciousness, exploring spiritual journeys to find answers in uncertainty. What is up, Conscious Monkeys? Welcome back to another episode of Catch Up with Clayton. As always, I'm your host, Clayton. In today's episode, well, I figure we should probably start off with the elephant in the room, especially for those people who are the diehard followers that download this every single day at 7 a.m. You probably woke up this morning or you've been looking at your phone and you're thinking to yourself, there's no episode from Clayton. There's no catch up with Clayton episode. So why is that? What is going on here? And so I think the very first thing we should do is address that. Further along in this podcast, we will talk about a couple other things. You may see it in the title of said podcast, but we will be talking about my longest meditation that I have done to date. We'll talk about that. We're going to talk about a concert I went to, but excuse me. Sorry about that. Brief intermission. Get the, get the voice box all kind of checked out. If it's a little bit raspy, that's because I was at that said concert the other day. Quite frankly, I kind of like that raspy nature. Kind of like that deep raspy voice that kind of gets created after screaming at a concert so maybe I should do that more before I record anyhow why am I late let's talk about why I'm late so yesterday yesterday I had a wild day of helping people in the morning and then moving along I went to lift I went to lift I went to work out and then I went to jujitsu and it was a little bit strenuous, the lifting, which was good. I haven't done that in a while. I've been keeping my cut self kind of a little bit chill. But now I'm getting a little bit more into lifting harder, lifting stronger, back like I did when I was in college. And it's good. It's nice. So make sure you're pushing yourself in those regards. But the reason that this is late is because I pushed myself in the wrong way. So after lifting, jumped on the mats did some jujitsu, rolled with a couple of guys, Joe and Jay. So shout out you guys if you're listening to this. But when I was rolling with, I believe, Joe, we were rolling in a way that was kind of chill, but kind of like gunning after it. And he got to my back, back position. I'm going to try to visualize this for you guys because I know you guys might not be the all be quintessential jujitsu practitioners practitioners 
how do you say that with some flair? I don't even know what region that is. But we were practicing. Joe gets to my back. He's got his arms around, kind of crossed over. So his right arm's over my right shoulder. His left arm's under my left shoulder. He's got his feet in between my legs. So it's like a backpack. It's kind of like a backpack now I'm thinking about it. It's called back position in jiu-jitsu, but it's almost as if he was a backpack kind of getting himself around me. And we're fighting, we're scrambling. I'm looking for a way to kind of get my hips out from between his legs. He's got a real nice grip locked down there, and I'm and I'm trying to slowly kind of get my back to the mat, right? So if you think about it, if his back is square with my back, I'm trying to find a way to slither out like a little snake trying to a little slithy slither snake <laughs> uh shout out to you if you got that reference i'm trying to get my back to the mat so that it gets separation between his chest and my back and so as i'm kind of moving my hips out he real quickly readjusts and he came up on a kind of a rear naked choke so he got the right arm that was over my shoulder underneath my chin and this is always a dangerous position to be in. Whenever you get here, you you know that any little, small, tiny, minuscule mistake or variant that you make, it's going to have an outcome. There's going to be a positive or a negative. I'm not sure which, but it depends on how you react. And so he had a good grip in there, and my chin was kind of protecting it. Like so, so he was he was close to the full under position that's when it's like okay gg's game over but he got his elbow on my chin and kind of started applying pressure and there's a little bit of pressure but at the same time i'm sitting there like all right i'm gonna push through this i'm gonna push through this i'm better than this i'm gonna make it happen i'm gonna do it i'm gonna get through this and there is a valid valid point there to, to pushing through the pain to pushing through the uncomfortability to pushing through the struggle that you're in. The problem is, is when it goes too far. And that's what we're talking about here. Because what happened was, is it was kind of getting tighter, it was getting tighter. And eventually I tapped. But the problem, in my opinion, was is waiting too long. Because what occurred was, and this wasn't the first time. This actually happened a second time, but from a slightly different position. And so because of that struggle, because of that force that I was pushing myself against, that I was resisting from Joe, that I was not allowing myself to tap earlier, if you will, that it caused so much strain on my neck, what occurred was is it actually ended up leaving me a couple hours later with a massive massive, massive headache. And now and then I get little minor ones, but this one was brutal. Like I couldn't think straight. I legit could not think straight. I tried sleeping. Didn't work. Tried drinking a ton of water. Didn't work. Tried taking those vitamin C hydration packs. Didn't work. And so the moral of this story, number one is you know, I just could not think straight yesterday in order to get this podcast out to you guys. But even more so, the moral, the moral, the underlying pinning of this story is the ego. 
a huge reason that I found myself struggling against this to resist, to push back, to to get out of this this treacherous position was because I did not want to tap to Joe. I wanted to fight it. I wanted to be better than him. I wanted to to exert my will and 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 all the way to the point that it was ego coming through. And this is this is the this is the big part guys, which is the ego. You really really got to pay attention whenever you're doing something or resisting something in this situation. Is it because it's for your highest self or is it because it's for your ego? Which one is it? And you really got to be honest with yourself because in the moment, in the moment, maybe I wasn't very consciously aware of what I was doing, but afterwards I was like, yeah, that was, that was fucking ego. I was, I was resisting that with ego. And this is where we find ourselves getting into trouble in life is when we're doing stuff, making decisions out of ego. Had I taken a second to just reconvene, to have tapped, to have allowed him to keep moving, I would have recorded yesterday. But this is where it gets a little weird. This is where it gets a little like uh, quantum fucking strange, which is had I tapped, had I done that, had I been fine to record, well, you wouldn't have had this amazing story to listen to. You wouldn't have had this reminder to avoid your ego. You wouldn't have had this perfect example of how the ego gets you into trouble, got me into a huge amount of trouble here. So please don't make my same mistake. I know that this is, it can be a difficult thing. I mean, dude, look, I still even have these like mental battles where I'll be sitting there thinking to myself like, oh shit, uh, yeah, I need to have more listeners. I need to have more followers, man. Like that would be, that'd be better. That'd be so much better for me. That'd be good. That'd be the right thing. But, 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 it's not, it's not the right thing. It's not the right thing for me at this time. And whether or not it's the right thing or wrong thing is besides the point. The point is, is that I am coming from a place of my ego in order to want or desire things. And the only thing that that ends up causing me at the end of the day is a bunch of despair and anger and and frustration and 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 angst and anxiety and all this deep tension within my body that I just can't get rid of. That's, in my opinion, the crux of the ego. It's not that the ego is necessarily a bad thing, but what happens is once you start making decisions from the ego, the energy, the feelings, the pent up uh, internal struggle that you feel after the fact that's what we're trying to avoid. That's where suffering lies. You see this all the time. If maybe you're in a relationship and you start having these thoughts of, well, I wish it could, this could be better. The relationship could be better if this person did X, Y, Z. This person could, it could be better if they were uh, more attractive or helped me in certain ways. But the, but the point is though, is that that's your ego coming into play, trying to dictate the way that things are. And now you got to take a step back and say, am I making this decision for my ego and for my soul? Because I do 
do do do especially in this situation i know relationships can be a little bit uh more of a fickle thing is that it's also indicative of what's your soul telling you are these things that you're thinking of are they actually like things that are soul beneficial for you like is it honesty is it self-respect is it boundaries or is it materialistic self-identified things such as the way they look the amount of money they're making all of those types of things because you need to really be honest with yourself here and this is where in my life and i think in your life you're going to really see yourself step into this new version of yourself you're really going to see your life upgrade once you are able to determine the difference between your thoughts and desires that are from a soul-based progression. Is this thing progressing me from my soul? Or am I doing this thing because I want the ego or my physical view within this world to be better or more exuberant or to be seen at a, at a more pedestalized version of myself? So you got to be honest with yourself here. And I'm telling you that is really going to, it's going to open up so much more for your life. It's, it's absolutely been profound for myself and a huge way that you're able to make this step to develop this type of awareness. The only way that I have found is through meditation, meditation by far. If you're not meditating before you go to bed and when you wake up in the morning, your life will change. Promise you that. Um, I'm not going to dive too much into that because that's not for this podcast, but what is for this podcast in the spirit of meditation is drum roll, please. I had the longest meditation of my entire life. I did on Tuesday, the longest, so long, it was crazy. So, so crazy. I want you to think. I'm going to take a sip of this water real quick. Take a guess. Take a guess how long it was. <sighs> okay, it wasn't that long. Reduce reduce the time just a little bit. All right, now I'll make another guess. <sighs> All right, you ready for the answer? So, two-hour-long meditation... I know. Crazy, right? Crazy. I I don't even, I, I still am kind of having a hard time believing that I pulled it off, but allow me to, allow me to, to um, help set this stage. And this is actually going to be a beautiful tie-in to what we were talking about earlier with ego and soul. So, you know, there's this meditation group I meet up with in kind of 30 minutes away from where I live in Pittsburgh. Super cool people, very chill people. And it's a part of, uh, if you've ever heard of it, <clears throat> uh, I know I've talked about it before, but it's Paramahansa Yogananda, his fellowship group that he set up. I've, <clears throat> oh, <clears throat> a frog in my throat. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'll definitely have my editor go back in and cut that out. <clears throat> Just kidding. I am the editor and I'm leaving it in. I'm not fucking removing it. It's fucking staying. There it is. I'm not fucking leaving. And so I'm leaving it in. 
And wow, I lost my train of thought. That's because of meditation. Meditation will help you bring back that train of thought. Right. We were talking about Yogananda. He set up a fellowship. I've been really diving into a lot more of his works. It's quite profound. Honestly, out of all of the books that I have read, and I've got another book I'm reading. We'll, We'll talk about that later. But out of every author I've ever read, this dude, man, I've read more books of his. I've bought more books of his than anyone in my history of books and reading that's for a whole nother conversation which actually maybe i'll make a podcast on all the books that i've read of paramahansa because it's it's crazy it is crazy and so let me talk about this let me talk let's let's talk about this let's talk about the two-hour meditation right you want to hear about it don't you you want to hear about it we'll talk about it so two-hour meditation Dude, dude, a two-hour meditation. I honestly still can't believe I pulled this off, right? This is this is crazy. But I, I think this is also, there's power in this story. So I'm happy that it happened. And, and there's, you know, a lot that you guys are going to be able to take away from this. So I show up at the meditation area. There's two other people there. And then myself, I've never met them before. I introduce myself, say, hey, what's up? How are you doing? They're like, oh, good. They're like, have you been here before? I'm like, yeah, a couple times. They're like, oh, I haven't seen you before. I'm like, yeah, I mean, you know, it's a small thing, but there's not many people. And so kind of chat for a little bit there. And then we take our seats. And the room's dimly lit. There's tranquil music floating throughout the wind in the air. And I'm sitting on my chair in a just nice little seated position. I am working on pigeon posture. Is it pigeon? Fuck. No, it's lotus. Lotus posture. It's a little difficult. My knees aren't helping me too much with it. But for the time being, I sat kind of like I'm sitting now in just a normal chair position. And I closed my eyes, getting ready to embark on my first two-hour meditation journey. And it was wild. I mean, the first 20, 30 minutes weren't bad at all. I'm really good. I do that all the time, right? 30, 45 minutes. It's pretty much when I'm good. And there's kind of a process to all of this. The things that I'm doing while I meditate, but I am currently not authorized to tell anybody what those are. I'll work on getting that authorization, but I don't think I will be able to. We'll talk about that in another episode. But I'm sitting there, keeping my posture, my spine erect, my shoulders back, chin parallel to the ground, breathing, focusing my mind, and... It was around the 45-minute mark when things started to take a little bit of a turn. Around 45 minutes, my shoulders started to ache. My lower back started aching. You know, I'm sitting with good posture, and my mind starts becoming fixated on the body. And when you're getting deep into meditation, this is something that you really want to avoid at all costs. I know it's, if you're just starting out, and this is a whole meditation podcast we could get into, but 
stillness is really what we're trying to achieve with meditation. Majority of people, myself included for the longest time, was mostly focused on the body stillness. But then there's a place where you get to where you want to focus on the mind stillness. Because if your body's still, your mind's still, then the only thing left is your soul, which allows you to have a deeper connection to the divine energy, divine entity that is inhabiting all of us. So when my body started to ache, this proposes a conundrum. Because now my mind is fixated on my body, my physical body. And I tried shaking it off. There's a couple things you can do to kind of shake it off. But I'm sitting there trying to shake it off. It's not really going away. And something happened where there was like a spark, just like around the 60 minute mark where my mind kind of just went blank. My body felt still. It felt fine. And I kind of just found my peace again. And I found myself in this place of tranquility, of calmness, of silence, of peace, of love. A really bizarre feeling of love that I've never exactly felt before. This feeling of calming, peaceful love. And so it was probably that I felt that for a couple minutes. And then after that, I had like a little bit of a mantra that I'm saying and repeating to myself. So I kind of went through that. We kept moving along and, and I was just very okay. My body seemed to have adjust, had to have adjusted in this predicament. Now, why that occurred, I'm going to leave slightly up to you. But what I find very fascinating is how much this parallels that story with jiu-jitsu. Jiu-jitsu, I felt somewhat okay. And then three hours after the fact, I felt terrible. But now with meditating, I was pushing through that uncomfortable feeling of sitting there. And yet on the other side of it was this more peaceful serenity. And even now I can still feel that. And honestly, at the bottom of this, this really highlights the power of doing things out of your soul and out of your ego. Because to meditate, to still your body, to still your mind is very much a practice in feeding your soul, to connect back with your soul. Because so much of us are so wrapped up in the physical world and our mental world that we don't take any time to give our soul the value it deserves. Because we find it uncomfortable, we find it weird, we find it strange, or we just don't have it programmed into us. We don't have that programming to sit down and meditate. We don't have the programming to disconnect from the outside world. We don't have the programming to just go inward and understand what our soul is, what it feels like to be connected with your soul. But the but the the essence of this, and I don't, this is anecdotal as shit here, but I don't have any studies that prove this, but there has to be some sort of study we could look into that connects this, this energy of like pushing through some sort of difficulty from an egoic perspective or doing it out of a soul perspective. 
Are you doing this thing because you want some sort of recognition or energy from somebody else? Or are you doing it because your soul is calling you to do it? Are you sitting still in that chair fighting off the pain because you want to connect with your soul? Or are you doing it because you want to seem like the coolest person in the room? You want to just be like, oh yeah, I did it. I can go talk to my podcast about this after I did it. And honestly, I wasn't really even going to tell you guys about the two-hour meditation. I was planning on just, I don't even know what I was planning on talking about, but for some reason all this shit seems to come up between Monday and Tuesday, the shit I talk about. So it's very powerful, guys. It's, it's just I really want to highlight that. So really focus on that battle that's existing with inside your body. Who's winning? Who won today? You can develop a practice of self-inquiry throughout your day or even at the end of the day. Who won today? Was it the ego or was it my soul? Did I do more things for my ego than my soul? And look, the, the key, the key aspect of this is to be completely fucking honest with yourself. 100%. Be 100% honest. I don't want you sitting here thinking, oh, I, you know, did this. And uh, that, I could see how that would be soul. It's like, if you have to validate that it was for your soul, it was not for your soul. It's just a different version of your ego coming through, protecting itself. And that's okay. I know whenever I started doing self-analysis, like it was like, uh, I'd, be, I'd write like two paragraphs of ego shit that I was doing. And then I would write maybe like two lines of soul shit I was doing. But it really helps you realize like what, and, and this comes back to intention, right? Like what was your intention going into this thing? My intention with the jujitsu was to survive longer had my intention and here's where it gets interesting and kind of weird right is like had my intention been to make myself better to make the other person I was rolling with better would something of different have played out would divine will or divine energy have permeated my body in a different way such that it was able to such that it was able To have prevented me from going to this place of such a deep headache, such a painful headache. I mean, all of this just seems like a testament to the power that we have within us. And, and we only can activate that power is if we're connected to the human spirit, if we're connected to that endless potential within us, not the limited desire of the physical world. There's a really good quote. It's something like, the world has enough resources for everybody in it, but it doesn't have enough resources for one man's greed. I should actually look that up because it's a, it's a very, very powerful quote. Um, sit tight with me, guys, because I don't edit these. Do you guys cool with that? You guys cool with me? Uh, uh, not having the the world has enough resources for everyone but not enough for you guys cool with this you guys cool with me like not editing these because honestly i sort of do it outside i do it uh i do it because it's easier honestly i don't have to go back and chop up all this stuff but at the same time i feel like you guys want raw authentic clayton raw authentic conversation raw authentic talking 
in a world that's so oversaturated with editing and clipping and different sorts of body manipulation and fakeness and unrealness and the whole line of that, we need more real. So I feel like not editing myself is a great way to do it. And I found the quote. It's by the legendary Mahatma Gandhi. That's why I loved it so much. Mahatma Gandhi said, and I quote, the world has enough for everyone's need, but not enough for everyone's greed. The world has enough for everyone's need, but not enough for everyone's greed. Could have sworn it was like, but for one man's, but not for one man's greed. Let's see if there's another version of it, because that sounded a little weird. I'm also getting slightly off topic. I hope you guys are okay with that. Take this time to leave a five-star review. Share this podcast with a friend. Help out the program. All that fun stuff. Click some links below. Buy a merchandise thing. You know, do all the fun stuff. That's what we're here for. But I do want to wrap this up, guys. On the point of what I did last night. If you follow me on Instagram, at ClankyTerry, you know what I did last night. I went to the legendary, the infamous... The greatest emo band, one of the greatest emo bands, actually probably the greatest emo band of all time, Blink-182. So incredible, guys. I've just, I'm so grateful for it. Met an incredible dude there, and man, dude, it was just, it was so cool. Just, I went by myself. That's another big thing. Doing things by yourself. Oh, I could probably ramble on about this for a while. Doing things by yourself. But I think I'm going to save it for another podcast because you guys have been hearing me ramble for a little bit now. The podcast is late. I'm running up on time and I got to get this up for you guys. But but go do that's what I'm going to that's you're going to be your thing. Go do something by yourself this week, like for a couple hours, whether it's going to an event, going to the driving range, um, going sh- shopping doesn't really count. I don't want to count that. Like do something out of the normal. Go to a park and just sit and chill and just do nothing. Be by yourself. And maybe there's a lot of that. There's a lot to talk about there. But but I do want to just leave it at that. And I do want to say that we will. T- if we don't talk about it during this podcast uh, in the next couple weeks, then we will certainly talk about it whenever I see you in the sixth dimension. <laughs> <laughs>